0: The table is set for the CAF Champions League final. We'll see Egyptian giants, Al-Akhli, going for a three-peat when they face fierce rivals, Wydad Casablanca in the final. The Moroccans are rearing and ready to go. Welcome to this bite-sized edition of the podcast. I'm your host, Zain Nabi. Joining me on On The Whistle today to break through all the key headlines about the semis that have just happened and about the final coming up is multiple platform journalist, Alistair Howarth. Alistair, welcome to the show. And you know, normally when we start the show, we sometimes rib Courtney Freeze about winning the Spirit Cup. But you, my friend, were recently named as the best international student at St. Mary's Twickenham University. Congratulations on that accolade. Um, I certainly hope you got lots of money for it and a big shiny medal or trophy to hang up in your house. (laughs)
1: thanks so much i'm i'm working on lobbying them to give me my my plaque so i can (laughs) hang hang it up above my my front door
0: (laughs) when we start the pod the next time you know we're gonna have the spirit cup winner and we're gonna have the top international (laughs) journalism student from saint mary's twickenham um probably you know you're you're gonna be the poshest guy in the pod
1: Yeah, well, I mean, my dream is to aspire to to get to Courtney's levels of, of getting the Spirit Cup. You know, that's that's the real goal is to achieve the heights the heights of that.
0: <laughs> I, I love how we take the Mick. He's not here, and we still take the Mick, even though he's played in the CAF Champions League and he's won a and he's won a Premier Soccer League. We've not come exactly. close. To it. We've
1: done nothing what like mean?
0: that. <laughs> if you're listening to this, no, we still have a lot of love for you, and you'll be on soon enough with us. But Alistair, let's let's get straight into it. The CAF Champions League semifinals are done. The table is set. Do you want to just give us an overview of what happened in the semis?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we spoke about it last week. and We kind of said how the semifinals were essentially done and dusted after, after the first leg. And, and that was, ended up being the case. You know, Widad took their 3-1 lead against Petro uh, de Luanda back home to Morocco. And, and they saw a 1-1 draw. I mean, this again, kind of similar to the first leg. Petro came out, you know, attacking intent. They actually played some really good football, scored a really, really lovely goal from Gleason, um, kind of cutting in from the, the right wing and drilling home a goal. And they put pressure on add, but but just like in the first leg, they were undone by a set piece corner. Straightforward without you know get the equalizer and with the away goals that was kind of it done and dusted you know Petra had a few chances late on um but couldn't really convert it and and that you know that's that was the story you know similar in the other in the other tie yes yeah, Satif took um Alakli to a 2 2 draw at home and you know you know they went down early Alakli actually took the lead once again it was Percy Taw was kind of the the star of the show he got two assists this time um and had another great performance but you know again Satif kind of took came back, took a two-on lead, kind of threw everything in the kitchen sink, al Al-Ahli kind of held on and then kind of got that that late goal really at the death, um, kind of when, when Satif were throwing everything at them. And so, you know, went through a 6-2 winners on aggregate, which is a crazy, crazy score. But like we said, this was kind of done done and dusted. So we have our two finalists, um, Al-Akhali and, and we're dead. But I mean, I wanted to just quickly say a point, you know, I, it was really one of the stories of this tournament for me has been this Petro side, you know, we, we talk a lot about the big North African sides and, you know, then sides from South Africa are really the ones who are starting to dominate continental tournaments. You know, a lot of other sub-Saharan countries are, are starting to struggle a bit more. You know, Tipe Mazembe, although they, they might be getting into the Confederations Cup final, have really struggled in recent years. And, you know, we haven't seen many clubs from West Africa, but a lot of these clubs from Angola have put in a lot of money. You know, this isn't a fluke that Petro have done so well. We saw you know, Primero de Agosto just a couple of years ago got to the semifinals as well. Um, and, you know, these teams, them as well as Sagrada, they're putting in a lot of money and it's kind of giving a bit of a blueprint and a bit of light for, for those of us who don't want it just to be dominated by North Africa and South Africa, um, that clubs like Petro, you know, from East Africa, maybe clubs like Simba are starting to break into this this kind of what might have been a closed shop. You know, will that continue when, when we see the introduction of the a, of a Super League? I don't know, but... I think it brings me a lot of, of confidence um, in kind of the diversity and the increased competition around this tournament because as much as we love seeing the likes of Pizza winning two, maybe three Champions Leagues in a row, it's, it's not always great for the competition when you have the same old, same old characters in the finals. So I just wanted to say that they played really well and, you know, they, re- and they pushed with that. So I think it's brilliant from them I and it's, it's been a joy to watch them. Absolutely wonderful to see England golden football on a high. Also,
0: as you say, wonderful to see Pizzo build his dynasty in North Africa. We know how significant that is. Now, the football on the field is always spicy, but off it, there has been a campaign by Al-Akhli to move the Champions League final from Morocco. The final is set to be played in Morocco on May the 30th. However, Al-Akhli have gone to the Court of Arbitration for sport in Switzerland to lobby to have the match staged at a neutral venue. Remember, the CAF Champions League is played as a one-off. That happened about two years ago where we went from a one-off from the traditional home and away. There are a lot of layers to the story, Alistair. Can you help listeners understand why Al-Akhli are going to such measures to have this final moved?
1: Yeah, so I mean, like, like you said previously, and we might be re- returning to the format, um, you know, the Champions League finals were held home and away. Um, and I think that's been a great system for African football because, you know, tra- traveling to neutral venues is quite difficult. You know, the continent is always one where, where infrastructure is there to travel, you know, for cheap. And, and as well as, as we've seen say in Europe, we've actually seen the, with the, uh, you know, finals becoming more and more corporate, more and more structured, that actually you lose a lot of the color of the fans. And we see, you know, in the UEFA champions, League, the semifinals is now the best bit, you know, the final is almost like, you know, it's a bit of a write-off in terms of the quality and the atmosphere. And so, but yeah, like you said, the last couple of years we've we've done, they've moved it in in CAF to a single neutral format, which kind of has been all right. And um, obviously it's it's worked out kind of well for COVID reasons. But now we've had this problem where the the host city was only announced after on I think it was on the 9th of May. So after Widat and Alakli had played their first leg ties and essentially booked their places in the final. And so you had a situation where CAF had awarded this, this uh the tournament final to essentially to with that because it'll be played in casablanca um and of course you know one of the points of having you know a single venue and a single match is to have it in neutral ground and obviously sometimes it happens you know where you announce it and then the team that's from that city qualify but this is a case where that's not happened and now caf announced that they had bids from both morocco and senegal and they were the only two countries of of the 54 um that offered a place and then obviously senegal have this brand new shiny stadium which has hosted a few games and has looked brilliant um but apparently they pulled out and so that meant that CAF only had the one bid which was from morocco and so they awarded it to them now since then we've had reports saying all kinds of things coming out obviously you know the day after the announcement i think it was the number one tw- uh, trending tweet on twitter was hashtag stop calf corruption and Trying to stop this being awarded to Morocco because there's been rumors that Patrice Mosseppe, the president, didn't know that it had been awarded, um, that he'd only been told by officials afterwards, and that he now wants to get it moved to a neutral venue. Um, so then Al Ahly petitioned to the Egyptian FA, who have now put in a bid to request that the finals move to Egypt. Which obviously there's some irony there, but um, but you understand why they're so upset. And you've also had really high-profile players, former players, in and characters like Mohamed Abu who've come out and said, look, if this final is in Casablanca, you have to not go al you have to, you have to not attend it. Um, and obviously there's precedent for that in terms of African competition. I think a few years ago, I think it was Widad who against Esperance decided not to show up to their second leg because they were disappointed with some decisions, uh refereeing decisions. And so there's you know, this there is a possibility now where the, the tournament will be hosted in Casablanca and Widad will show up, al won't, they'll be awarded the Champions League final. Um, which would be a huge, huge shame. Or, you know, I, I was looking at booking tickets the other day to go to Casablanca to cover it, and, you know, now I have not, because who knows where it'll be? It might be moved to a different location. Um, so there's so many layers to this. You know, there's a lot going on. There's there's a lot of accusations of, of corruption, both within CAF, and, you know, obviously Morocco have had quite a cozy relationship with CAF in the past, particularly with their their um, President Fazi Lekcha And so there is, you know, there's there's some precedent in terms of why people are very suspicious of what's happened. So there's, there's a lot going on, um, and I think the story is not going to go away anytime soon, despite us now only having two weeks until the final.
0: Absolutely. Still lots of twists and turns. Thank you for breaking that down. It's a complicated story, and one we know that are certainly going to keep the column inches being filled in Egypt, in Morocco, and around the continent. But going into the final, still early stages, from your perspective, Alistair, which team do you think would be the favorites? Is there too much noise in the al ahli camp right now for them to focus? Um, are Widad naturally at home the favourites? Not here to steal you and cut up your lunch, but what do you think?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard to make a prediction because we don't even know where the final will be. But I mean, look, looking at, at, you know, at this year's performance, you have to say that have been the standout ones. You know, they completely dominated their group. They've cruised through, you know, the rounds, the knockout rounds. Um, and they look really, really good and confident. And especially if it's at home in Casablanca, you know they 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 have to be favorites. Um, you know that one of the best atmospheres in world football, let alone African football, um, at that Mohamed. And so it's it's going to be you know that you'd have to put them as favorites if it's there. But you know you look at the Athlete side. Even Pizzo was saying it when they lost the Sundowns in, in the in the groups that hey you know you don't win the Champions League by winning your group group stage. You know it's irrelevant. And we've seen time and time again. Al-Akali, even last year, you know, they came second in their group behind Simba. They struggle early on, but this is a team with, you know, they've got the characters, they've got the experience, they've got the know-how um, to, to win. You know, they are, they are winners and, you know, both of them are in decent shape in the league. I think with that, are, are in first, if only on goal difference, Al Ahly are quite far behind Zamelek in terms of points, but I think they have four or five games in hand and if they win those, they'll go top. So, you know, both teams have been in, in relatively good form. I think with that, have actually been probably the better side over the course of the season. And you have to say if it's at home, it's them. But I, for me, if it's not, if it's at a neutral venue, I think you can look past Al-Akhali in terms of just they, they've been here. They know what they're doing. This team, you know, with that, obviously, won it a few years ago and have been in a few finals. But this Al-Akhali team, they, they know how to win. They know how to get the job done. Uh, and, and, you know, they've got, Pizzo almost who who's, you know, embodies that he's a winner, you know, he doesn't, you know, even if he does not playing well, he's going to win. And so, yeah, it's, but it's going to be a, wherever it is with all of this coming into it, it is going to be an amazing final if it's played, because there's going to be so much anticipation, so much charged rivalry and energy. And I think it's going to be such a close game if, if it does happen.
0: DJ Khaled should be like, DJ Pizzo, all he does is win, 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 no matter what, wait to see, right, because all the Casablanca fans, uh, all the Weedad fans are going to come at me, but we are neutral, we are looking forward to what will be a cracking final, wherever it's played, who knows, maybe they'll move it to London, that'd be beautiful, at Wembley, in the sun, we can pack out the stadium, Not sure we could do that, but it would be fun to dream.
1: It'd be Um, handy for me uh, to get there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But Alistair, thank you again for coming on the pod, giving us your views. For those of you listening out there, chime in. Contact us on social media. Hit us up at otw underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you agree with Alistair. Let us know if you don't agree with him. Let us know what you want to hear. And if you're watching this on um, wherever you get your podcasts on Google, Spotify, iTunes. um, You know what? Leave a rating, leave a review. It helps people find the show and do the same if you're on Facebook and YouTube too. Remember, our groups on the whistle podcast. Just search for that nice and easy on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, Alistair, thank you for joining us today. We wish you well and uh, we can't wait to uh, talk a little bit more about the final as we build up to it. It is going to be a cracker.
1: Looking forward to it.